Greetings and welcome everyone to a new edition of ASME's podcast, ASME Today and Tomorrow. I'm Michael Cowan, ASME's Director of Strategic Communications, here with ASME's Executive Director, CEO, Tom Costabile. Hey, Tom. Hello, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Tom? Living the dream, Michael. Living the dream. Excellent. Well, Tom, you know, one of the hallmarks of ASME, of course, is the, the passion and dedication shared by virtually every ASME member and volunteer, regardless of how or where they're involved with the society. And for ASME senior leaders, deeply engaging with the society's members and volunteers is a great way to ensure that the society stays responsive and relevant, while also providing the society's senior leaders with essential perspectives on how ASME can be ever more valuable to the vast array of stakeholders we serve. Today, Tom and I are privileged to welcome Jeff Patterson, ASME's Chief Operating Officer, to the program. Hi, Jeff. Hey. Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Well, over the past year, it's pretty impressive. Tom and Jeff have traveled to virtually every corner of the globe to meet ASME's members, volunteers, and other stakeholders at a staggering array of conferences, committee meetings, section and division events, anniversaries, celebrations, ceremonies, to name just a few. We also do weddings and bar mitzvahs, Michael. <laughs> so that is why we are calling today's episode Meeting ASME, because that's precisely what Tom and Jeff have been doing, and that's what they'll be talking about today. So before we get started, Tom, why did we select this topic and, and want to have Jeff uh, join you for a conversation about this? Well, I have two responses to that. <clears throat> My sincere response would be um, talking about volunteers and what we do is, is critical, in my opinion. It's the best part of ASME. Jeff and I see different parts of the organization, meeting new people for me, meeting old friends in Jeff's case, and really you know, having the opportunity to just sit around and chat about it. It's interesting. Jeff and I, our offices are right close to each other. We talk just about every day. And the other day we're sitting there and Jeff said to me, you know, I've never done a podcast with you. I said, really? And it was just one of these things that we talk so much that we never thought of it. So why not do a podcast with you, Michael? Well, excellent. Well, I'm honored. And uh, with that, let's get going. So, uh, Tom, why don't you uh, kick off the conversation? Thanks, Michael. One of the great parts about my job is meeting new people every day. Through the summer, I was meeting several hundred people a week, closing the loop on a bunch of different issues and really stuff that Jeff has either started or uh, Jeff is closing or I'm starting and Jeff is closing. So hand in hand. Uh, and why not you know, just share a few things about uh, what I've learned about ASME, some neat people, uh, and a few interesting things. I know, Jeff, you've had a, the opportunity we, uh, to be just about everywhere that we operate. I'm going to get there shortly. What was your favorite uh, experience that uh, we can talk about? Well, I have a, a lot of great experiences over the last year. I would say um, recently, I think of our uh, time at the LX Summit, which was a gathering in Charleston, South Carolina, of our instructors who um, are giving our courses both uh, in face-to-face -face and digital form. And I was struck by the fact that so many of our instructors are volunteers in many different parts of the organization. They're members of divisions. They serve on code committees. They serve in other volunteer leadership capacities. And their knowledge and depth of, of engagement with ASME is significant. I agree with you. you know, the part that I reflect back on is from going from Code Week to some of our executive committee meetings to conferences to uh, international conferences. There's a theme of professionalism. There's a theme of uh, cooperation. And then when you stop and think about the subjects that we're talking about, the, uh, the part that excites me as an engineer that and I have to be careful because all too often I want to get back and stop playing engineer and that's not really the role I should be serving. But uh, the dedication, the, the passion with which we speak and 
I really, you know, the opportunity to put fun in engineering. I see it every day. I see that in the uh, in the way that people tell stories fondly of their experiences, particularly mature, deeply experienced engineers talking about welcoming new engineers into the profession, into the society. There's a real sense of mission and giving back to the profession that they uh, exhibit when they identify and mentor new members. Yeah, and I would add also camaraderie. There's a lot of camaraderie. The uh, I'm laughing because I went uh, thinking about a call I had from Tim Graves saying, hey, uh, do you want to wear a kilt when we're in Scotland? And I thought, you know, when in Scotland, you do as the Scots do. So uh, what was interesting, I thought it was just Tim and I, but it was the entire executive committee in kilts. I remember going a couple of years ago to PVP, the annual meeting in Hawaii. And of course, we all donned Hawaiian shirts and there was a, a real sense of fun as uh, people turned up for the evening reception wearing their different Hawaiian shirts. And there was a real sense of community that was evident in that throughout that meeting. And I think a very exciting uh, window into the different kinds of communities that we have. I've got a question for both of you. You both have an incredible number of demands being made on your time, on your schedule. Everybody wants to chat with you. Everybody wants your, to meet with you. But you have also both decided to spend a great deal of your time traveling all over, going to these meetings, cited before the, the incredible range of activities and meetings. You know, why, have you, why has that been important? Why has that become a high priority for you? And one I think that you've both really taken on uh, very, very enthusiastically and gladly. I think you can't work in a professional society such as ASME and not want to be out with the people who really are the engine of the society. It's the volunteers who are really the lifeblood of ASME. And you can't really understand how we can support those people in those different places, uh, in those different functions, without getting out there and seeing how they relate to one another, what their needs are, how we can improve the experiences. You have to see it firsthand in order to really understand how to improve the experience for all volunteers. And I would agree, Jeff. The, uh, the fun part for me is, is the executive committee. So besides getting to meet the teams for the first time, and then the, uh, the questions and the, the observations and really um, sitting side by side with the volunteer leadership group that we can now provide support. So, you know, given their, their day job commitments, uh, we're getting things done faster and we're getting things done at a higher quality. Not my opinion. This is what's being told back to me. So whether it's the, the guys at PVP, the gas turbine segment, heat transfer fluids. I talk about fluids because one of our professors there, as you know, wrote a rap uh, song. It's about the flow, or it's about flow is what it's called. It's hilarious. And when he performed live on stage at the executive committee meeting, or the, actually at the awards dinner in San Francisco, uh, in my day job, my old day job, I would have signed him immediately to a, a record contract. So we, uh, we're doing a little something special with that. Stay tuned. Great. The other part, too, that uh, you know, we see quite a lot is the opportunity of what sister societies are doing. Mm -hmm. IEEE, our involvement with robotics. You know, as you know, we just, you and I just spent some time with Jeff Bernstein uh, in Detroit talking about the uh, Robotics Industry Association and what they're doing. Uh, we've got a conversation ongoing with IEEE about what they're doing. Uh, I see that being a big part of our future, and I know you, uh, you've got a couple of members on your team working through that. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned earlier being at the LX Summit in Charleston this summer. While I was there, I was invited to go uh, on a plant tour of the Boeing um, uh, widebody facility in Charleston, 
and it was a joint um, section uh, event, uh, ASME and AIAA. So here were two sister associations, if you will, uh, who combined resources and uh, leveraged their their interests in um, going, uh, having the rare opportunity to visit uh, one of the world's most advanced aircraft manufacturing facilities and share that experience and uh, kind of compare notes uh, from the different perspectives of mechanical engineers and um, folks who are f- focused on aeronautics. And uh, it was really fun to be part of that kind of an event. I agree with you. It reminds me a bit of the uh, the Clean Energy Summit that we just had. Uh, Ten plus divisions getting together, collaboration to put something together for the first time. I was very pleased with the results of that. I think there's a lot of um, collaboration that's going on that we don't necessarily see from New York. And so that's, again, why it's important for us to be out and about and hear the examples of groups coming together to pool their interests, to leverage their talents, and to uh, make the most of being part of a larger society that has people with a, a wide range of interests. And that, I think, helps us as, as staff members understand where the touch points are uh, and provide the support to enable volunteers to come together when and where they want and when and where they can do some interesting things together. So, Jeff, uh, you might have heard that uh, Michael has come up with this crazy new concept here with these podcasts called the uh, wildcard question. And he actually allows me the opportunity to ask a wild card question. Deal it. You know, we've known each other about a year and a half now. Our backgrounds in education couldn't be any more different than what we're doing. So when you were way back and being contemporaries, uh, when you were way back in, in school in California, did you ever think that you'd be working for an engineering-related firm? I didn't. I was a liberal arts major at Berkeley. A career in engineering would have been one of the furthest things from my mind. But to be part of an organization that is making the world a better place, to be part of a collection of talent who are working hard to uh, shape how technologies can improve life around the globe, to uh, help people move their companies forward, move their institutions forward, move their careers forward. I I couldn't hope to be in a better place at this point in my career. Gents, this has been uh, truly inspiring. I mean, I think we kind of ended up in a place where we didn't expect to, but talking about purpose and meaning and uh, our backgrounds and how we got here and why we're here. And I think it's great. So uh, thank you both. And with that, it wraps up this edition of ASME Today and Tomorrow. So thank you, uh, Chief Operating Officer Jeff Patterson. Thank you, Executive Director, CEO Tom Costabile. And thanks as well to Rich Samalot and Joshua Leska for serving as associate producers. Thank you uh, to our listeners. And if anybody's got ideas for topics or speakers, let us know. Drop us a line at media at ASME.org. And with that, I'm Michael Cowan, ASME's Director of Strategic Communications. Have a great day, everyone. Okay.